One minute there, Mr. Leduff. <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm good. You good? Hi. Yeah, I'm good. Hi, Karen. Hey, Charlie and Mark. How are you? Let's get this thing rolling. I, I want to let you all know, I began writing these thoughts by candlelight, on paper, in the darkness. The milk had curdled and the beer had gone warm. The power was out. Again, the wind blew a little bit last week and the rain lasted for eight minutes here in Michigan. But the wind blew a little bit in Indiana, too. Their power was back on by morning. You want the quote from DTE? Here it is. We apologize for our impacted customers for the inconveniences they faced last week that resulted from the severe weather. The thunderstorm that swept through southeast Michigan delivered sustained 60 to 70 mile per hour winds that toppled trees and damaged equipment. You'd think this was fucking Katrina. The extensive damage slowed our restoration due to the complexity of the repairs, which is pretty much get the fucking tree out of the way, pick the wire up, and stick it back on the pole. Come on. Don't bother consulting the DTE outage map because that also went down. Now, utility companies like to report how many customers are without power. So in order to convert that into actual People without power, you have to remove businesses and industrial accounts. So here's the simple formula. People without power equals customers without power times 0.9, which means approximately 90% of customers are actually households, times 2.45, which is the average number of people per household in Michigan. So again, Mark, again, Customers, to convert that into people, is customers times 0.9 times 2.45. Voila. That math means nearly a million people were without power. A tenth of the state was in the dark last week. A tenth on an eight-minute storm. It seems to me 
that we're putting the electric cart before the horsepower when it comes to the dream of the zero emissions future. Our current electrical system simply cannot handle today's needs. We in Michigan are hostage to one of the most unreliable grids in America with some of the longest downtime after the power goes down. Our cost per kilowatt hour, on the other hand, is higher than all surrounding states, top 10 in the United States. And DTE likes to tell us our bills are average. They are average in America. You know why? Because we're like 40th in the amount of uh, electricity we use. It's so expensive and so unreliable. We are already conserving. So stop bullshitting us. Now, natural gas, you say? The loss of methane due to leaking pipes in Michigan is also among the highest in the United States. And unburned methane, you should know, is one of the most diabolical molecules contributing to global warming. I'll give you this number. A methane molecule will hold heat at 80 times the rate a carbon molecule will over 20 years. So think about that. You want to go to natural gas. Our pipes suck. It's going into the atmosphere and it's creating global warming. These are facts, people, but they don't tell you the facts. So what's being done to fix all this? It's obvious not enough. Utilities in Michigan are guaranteed, hear me here, are guaranteed a 10% return on investment in Michigan, no matter how well the investment works, whether it be a new gas-powered electricity plant or a troop of orangutans pedaling on bicycles, we still pay Wall Street whether it works or not. Michigan legislators, for their part, bums, they take millions from the utilities' political action committees, as does the governor, and they all do nothing. DTE is currently grubby, and I should also say consumers, that's the two main culprits here, DTE is currently grubbing for another 8.8% rate increase. Meanwhile, the trees don't get trimmed adequately from the power lines because that just doesn't earn the 10% vigorish. So fuck you. And the plan is to build the future grid on top of today's decrepit grid. This is the plan. Is there a plan? We're going to go to wind and solar. That's what the utilities executives proclaim. That's what you're getting out of Washington. That's what I'm getting out of Lansing. We're going to the future. Oh, they're doing that in California too. But wind and solar are unreliable. On the precious few days when the sun actually shines in Michigan, there's not enough industrial battery capacity to store the power. Think about that. You have solar panels on your house and it stores it in the battery. Those gigantic batteries don't exist. They don't exist. So if people are not consuming the wind and solar generated electricity in real time, the farms, these electric farms, they got to shut down lest they overwhelm the balky grid. That's a fact. I didn't know that. But I'm figuring it out in the candlelight, motherfucker. In the meantime, we could, we should, and we continue down this path. We continue to divest in nuclear power, clean coal, which generates that plus natural gas, 90% of our power. 90% of our electricity is gas, coal, and nukes. 
We're knocking out petroleum refining. This is, we're talking about the cars. Studies show that the electrification of transportation and other sectors of the economy may require a doubling of U.S. generation capacity of electricity by 2050. We got to double it. The only thing we know to be more predictable than power outages in Michigan are the vagaries of the energy market. Notice how the price of power has skyrocketed while President Biden finds himself overseas begging dictators and thugs to pump more oil. At home, Biden is offering 7,500 bucks for electric cars that the grid may not be able to handle. It's fucking voodoo economics. Not political. It's voodoo economics. Look at Germany. Keep your eye on Europe this winter. This is stupid, man. We all want a clean, sustainable world. Everybody in the room, you want a clean, sustainable world? Yes. We yes. all want a clean, sustainable world. A lot eh. of things I want. You know, maybe. <laughs> I want to get hot. I got beachfront property. <laughs> we all want zero carbon emissions. Of course we do. But we all want a kitty cat unicorn, too. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be a national infrastructure plan. Yeah. Good luck. Right? Yeah. What we should start doing locally is taking these power executives, put them on an electronic rocket ship, and send them to the sun. <laughs> we'll be back after this from our sponsors. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. The top-rated realtors in Michigan have said that our five-star certified pre-approval is a game-changer to the home-buying process. Hall Financial's focus on speed and client service allows you to take on the housing market and win. When you're ready to purchase your new home, you need to make Hall Financial your first call. The mortgage company realtors trust and buyers love. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with us at callhallfirst.com. Hey, Jesus Hippie. That's you. <laughs> Cigarette me. <laughs> Boy, you're getting used to that role, huh? I like, kind of like that. Yeah. Put it on your lips, put it on my lips. <laughs> the fuck it's like he's never lit a cigarette before. Thank you, dude. <laughs> in the last 10 minutes. Love you, bro. Hostile work environment. <laughs> That's a power imbalance. <laughs> That's bullshit. That was just a joke, man. This is in case you ever sue me. Your honor, it was just a bit. Where's Karen? I can't see. Is she here today? Karen's here. I'm right here. I love I'm right shirt. here. I'm listening. I love, I love this I'm shirt. watching. Thank you. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, well, well you, you know, here, here's what we're going to do, Karen. We got a big wig power executive. The guy knows everything about the grid, about the future, like where we're going. Of course, you know, big money people are vindictive. So, you know, we're going to call him Paul the Power Man. Is that what we're calling him? Yeah. Believe me, it's an honor to have me here. There's like in the journalism business, as you know, Karen, like you got it. You got to have the sources. You know, you do your work. So I, I try like in, you know, public safety to have some sources. And, you know, power is a huge deal. This is an epical thing mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're trying to make society do. So you got to know somebody in Washington dealing with the futures market. You got to know somebody that actually understands how energy is transmitted and how it's pumped out. And, you, you know, you got to know somebody that's compiling the data. Mm -hmm. 
So Paul is such well, a guy. You, know, you have a lot of sources. I mean, you you have a lot of sources, and those sources are valuable to the information that uh, that, that you bring to the listeners and viewers. So I'm looking forward to Paul the Power Guy. Yeah, well, it's, it's we the people. So again, this is apolitical. It's like you really want to remake American society, and there doesn't appear to me. We're going to ask Paul. There doesn't appear to be a plan. Prices are going through the roof. Right, the wars, the world's at war. Like, look what's going on in England. They're worried, man. Yeah. They're, they're not going to have all of Europe too. Yeah, yeah. Germany. Mm -hmm. And what they do? They decided to make the leap because some sixteen-year-old Swedish kid is like, <laughs> "Save the dolphins." The Swedish kid is absolutely right, but the Swedish kid gets on a jet and flies to Rio to give a speech. You could have done it by Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, don't worry. I planted a tree, so it's all even. <laughs> yeah, offset. Yeah. Which is <laughs> offsets are bullshit. So we're going to have Paul, and then, by the way, I'll, hey, my brothers and sisters in Flint, you know, show number one of the No Bullshit News. What show are we on now? Uh, 205, I believe. You notice how we didn't do a special 200 show anniversary? Because that's for douches. <laughs> we just keep on moving. <laughs> hey, Flint, I it's agree. over. Yeah. It's over. No justice. The case is dead. Andy Arena, the former head of the FBI, the man who put Kwame Kilpatrick in prison, the guy that put the Gambino family in prison, the guy to put Trafficant in prison in Ohio was the lead investigator. It's over. He's spilling his guts. We'll bring that at the end of the program. Stay tuned. You fucked. Don't believe him. Why did my screen go out? Because I'm switching it so you can see oh, stuff. Oh, he's switching it. That's why you get paid the, that's, that's why you get paid the nickels, bro. Exactly. You just think we'd have Hopefully two I'll screens. Hopefully I'll look two to rub together. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we have one with nothing on it, so that's fun. Okay, so uh, you know, look before before we um, let me let me just tell you about our sponsors. We'll get to that. Uh, the Queen is dead, and yes, there's a connection to American Coney Island. It's crazy. There's always a connection to American Coney Island, and we'll tell you what really happened at Lafayette. Ooh. I told you, mm -hmm. I told you, dumbasses. I didn't. A long time ago, I, you I told just us. told you. I just I didn't want to say. I'm just like. I'm not saying but Charlie, why is, why is everybody acting like this? That's like they're so surprised. I mean, everybody's been there. Everybody's gone to the bathroom. I mean, I mean, and I'm not just talking about them, but I mean, that you know, who in restaurants on a regular basis? You can go to any restaurant in the city of Detroit. I see dirty vents. I see all kinds of stuff. Why is everybody acting so surprised? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, we're getting the, uh, the cart in front of the horse. I already used that one this today. Okay. But every restaurant. There's a bug. There'll be a vermin. You know, every restaurant's required to spray and clean and mitigate. I mean, it's food, you, mm -hmm. but you expect them to do the work. Yeah. Now we're finding out, well, where's all the health inspections? Why aren't they online? Why is the floor over there collapsing? You know it's bad when a city comes in and slaps a red sticker mm -hmm. saying cease and desist. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. They were responding to the social media outcry, Charlie. Come on. I mean, would they have done that anyway? I mean, if they were inspecting it, they would have known. Uh, that's, uh, a fair, that's, a fair, that's a fair point, but at least I guess they responded when there was a complaint. Well, here's the inside. They did know, and they did inspect, mm -hmm. and it continued. And I, I like those guys over there, and I, I want it to continue because y'all know we keep losing a little bit of ourselves in this mm -hmm. state. It's all falling to hell. The, it's more than just a coney. It's a place to be. And I'm going to be honest with you. As this place gets rougher and rougher, people get more afraid to be here. So mm -hmm. you need a place where you can hold on to the city, a place where you can go. 
So these places are more than just a place to eat. They're like a piece mm -hmm. of you. Yep. And, and I don't yeah. want them to disappear. I want them to fix it. Yeah. So you never heard me tell you exactly what was going on. But yes, oh, the city's all over the place. They came to American. They did the full inspection. They came like, they just keep coming, 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 coming. Nothing. But that's a different Great kind a. of thing, Charlie. Great A. I'm <laughs> telling you. As the maintenance man here, I'm telling you. It's no joke. No joke. No, you've been telling me that for a while. Yeah. It's a great place. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to that. But let me uh, tell you what else is great. ADR is great. They're experienced. They're competent, honest, ethical, smart, overseeing more than $250 million in public and private construction projects since 2001. And maybe my good friends at Lafayette will call them up <laughs> to get those joists put in the floor before it collapses and everybody falls through. <laughs> right? They should call Barry Ellen Tuck. I told them. 248-318-9424 for that consultation. Get the job done right on time on budget. ADR Consultants. And they know Detroit. They know how to move through it. 248-318-9424. Uh, also, I told you, Legacy Partners, insurance. I told you I was going to get together with them. Mm -hmm. I got together with them yesterday. Yeah. Great guys. Really good, yeah. Come over to my house. They came over. The insurance man came over to my house. You know why I want them to come over to my house? I want you to look at my house. Mm-hmm. I want you to ask me, what equity do I have in my house? I want you to look at the big, gigantic black walnut over my garage and then explain to me how my garage is covered by my current, <laughs> my, my current yeah. insurance and my Mustang is insured because, you know, if the tree falls, it fixes the garage, but it doesn't fix the Mustang. But I got the Mustang gets crushed by the tree insurance, but I don't got it on my Harley. Really? Wow. And we all know, we all, you know, brothers, sisters, we love our bikes. You crush my bike, you crush me. That's <laughs> true. You know, I like my bike. I like Ike, but I like my bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, They're like, good dudes. Yeah. very good. Uh, Kurt, you know, the guy mm -hmm. that uh, I'm telling you about Medicaid, Medicare, that's the guy you're supposed to call, like, get yourself set up with your parents. He brought youngin, young dude. We're done. He's going to, I'll get it done tonight. I go, you know, it's cool, bro. Take your time. My wife yeah. likes him. Yeah. My wife can't get in touch with our insurance broker. It pisses her off. He's got, she's got his cell phone. Yeah, I have uh, my guy from Legacy cell phone too. So and you yeah, save, I love it. You save thousands. Yeah, a couple grand. No, here, no here, joke. Here it is, right here. Five eight six two zero nine four one zero six. Five eight six two zero nine four one zero six. Legacy Partners Insurance. Hold on a second. That uh -oh. might be my quote. <laughs> it's Malik Shabiz. Oh, the Black Panthers who were protesting. Lafayette, where you at, Malik? Oh, well, I'm on the show here. I was going to say, come on up, man. So this is live news. It is, yeah. This is literal yeah, breaking news. Because I know you do a lot of stuff there, and I didn't want anybody thinking that, uh, you know, y'all sent me or I was paid or, you, you know. Oh, I was surprised, bro. I, I, I was just... You showed up, and I'm trying to listen to what you were saying. You're on the air, by the way. You're on the air. Okay, anyway, uh, why don't you just hurry up and come out down here, man. Power to the people. You got to see the doctor about that stutter. Can we make another date? Dude, I don't date Black Panthers, bro. <laughs> I guess it's too too tough for me, man. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next week, we have you come on, all right, brother? Yeah, and bring some of that African hair product. I like that. Tastes so good, that shit. Charlie. <laughs> okay. Remember when I put that in my mouth on your show, man? Yeah, sure. Whoa. Activator's not good for the consoles, bro. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll see you next week, brother. Okay, brother. Okay. Well, right there, there was no funny so where, were, where were they protesting, Charlie? I mean, I know just what what was the basis of the protest? Hippie, you were down there. What were they protesting? Yellow journalism. What? what? Oh, they were they were protesting the quality of the food, beating up homeless black guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. This this is a heavy corner, man. I mean, this is the heart of Detroit. Oh yeah. Everybody comes here. This ain't the Detroit Athletic Club. This is not Comerica Park. This is Detroit. Everyone knows this. Corner. Everybody comes here. Mm-hmm. This is a really look. I've worked in L.A. I've worked in New York. I've mm-hmm. lived there. This is one of the best corners in America. It's really interesting. Everything drifts by here. Yep. Just keep the place clean. But it's, you know, the it's, interse- it's the intersection of Detroit life, Charlie. You're absolutely right. You can sit there and see everything and everybody you can. Isn't it, Carrot? I mean, it really is. Yeah, it, it is. Really, it's not campus marshes. It's, it's here. That's why I like to be here. You know, also for journalism, it's like... The city comes to me. Yeah. You you know, people tell you. It's, every creed, every color, every age. Yes. Everyone you know? knows this area. So this, this is like, this is the peace zone. This is the green zone. Internationally known. And it's hard yeah. to hold it down, you know? Mm-hmm. So just, I wish them well. Fix it. Get back up online and learn a lesson here. Yeah. But they got like five partners over there, so they bicker. I, I could, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna write about this for next week. Good. I'm going to write about it. But like American Coney Island, number one. Queen of England eats here. Oh, Teddy, skip it away. Wait a minute. Before She's not get, eating anywhere now. Before we get to, oh, yeah. Hey, come on, Karen. Oh, Karen, too soon. I'm just saying. I'm just joking. You guys don't got headphones on. Karen goes, well, she's not eating anywhere now. <laughs> oh, what do you got against colonialism, Karen? I mean, come on. <laughs> you got to check black Twitter and Irish Twitter for she that. She never they did were, apologize for them crazy. taking over the world and, you know, just raping yeah. everybody's shit. Yeah. Nope. Sure got, I hope Charles does it with him. Big ears is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me, give me, give me some music. Go ahead, Mark. Overreaction is not a strategy for the long-term investor. Secure. I don't know all the lyrics. Call Luke Nowacki. Improv, bitch, improv. Mark, you look like you're in pain. Uh, no, that's my soulful eye-closed uh, thing. That's what I feel when I think about Royal Do the, do the white boy overbite while you're doing it. That. There you go. <laughs> All right. Overreaction is not a strategy. Hey, Karen, by the way, did you get a hold of Kid Rock? <laughs> you know, he responded to my text message, but he responded with a picture of his latest grandson. So is he coming on? He's being in town next week. Come on now. I know. And I'm going to ask him again, but I, I, he was preoccupied with that. But it's crazy because people are texting me saying, can I meet Kid Rock next week? It's like, I'm not his handler. Like, if you want to meet him, go to the concert and hang out by the stage like everybody else. <laughs> can you give me tickets? I'm not a bitch. I'm not hanging by those backstage doors. Well, you know him, Charlie. I'm talking about other I used people to know him. Apparently, I don't know him at all now. 
You appear on Tucker Carlson and you're too good for me. Okay, fine. All right. That'll be me, kid, in row four going. Remember With the me. overbite. Yeah. I'm going to get these things as white as Biden's teeth so he can see me. And blind them. Listen here. Overreact is not a strategy for the long-term investor. Neither is burying your head in the sand and hoping it all turns out for the best. That's why I call Luke Nowacki Pinnacle Health. Y'all know that. 248-663-4748. Nobody on this program, if I don't know you and we don't believe in your product, you're not on this show. Amen. We don't need money that way. We don't take political advertising. Mm -hmm. But for you, this is no joke. Luke Nowacki helps me with my investments. I recommend him. I do. 248 Six six three four seven four eight. Hey Luke, did you get the money together to send us to the border next month? Ooh. Yes. The border. Here's what I got planned. I'm going to Mexico. I go deep into Mexico. I've been deep into Mexico. You don't need to. See. I'm just gonna go right on the other side of the river, and I'm crossing with everybody. And I want to see if the fucking cartel motherfucker gonna tell me I owe him eight hundred. You ain't getting shit, bitch. Wow, I want to see that. It's my fucking country. Come oh, on, Luke, get it together then. Are you no, take man, I ain't paying you, you shit. You Are you taking Malik with me? you, Charlie? Then shoot me. <laughs> so you shoot me, and then you can see what it's really like on the border, because you all got no idea. I'll remind you, in 2001, when El Chapo was running shit, I crossed that border with the Sinaloa cartel. I covered yep. that shit for 10 years. It's no joke what's going on, but you really don't get to see it. So get that money together, Luke. <laughs> All right, good. Okay, finally, before we get to Paul the Power Man, you got to listen to this. He's really going to tell you. This is apolitical. This is the guy that knows. But before that, finally, from our dear sponsor, American Coney Island, God save the queen so. Goodbye, Elizabeth. A, a good public servant. Yeah, she was a good public servant. Again, yeah, I'm an American. We don't have a king and queen. You're doing Canada, I mean, but... That's right, yeah. Good luck. Good luck to you. Respect to your culture. But even the queen eats American Coney Island. Mm -hmm. Here's some tape from the vault. Let's roll that. At American, they accepted the award graciously, but I suspect the biggest honor they've ever received was the time a white limo pulled up outside. And uh, a chauffeur came in and got some conies to go, and we asked them who they were for. And uh, the king and queen of England were visiting Windsor at the time. And they actually sent over here for Coney Island. You know, I'd pay good money to see the queen eating one of these with her hands. In the colonies, this is Pierre Kimsey, <laughs> TV2 Eyewitness News. <laughs> Thanks, Pierre. So good enough for the queen, you know what I mean? That was cool. That was really neat. Isn't that something? Yeah. This place is a... Uh, Everyone knows it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Do you know that the first speakeasy in Detroit was in the basement of American Coney Island? Did you know that two years before Prohibition, National Prohibition? Yeah. Michigan outlawed alcohol. And so this was a shine shop. Okay. And uh, Grace Carroll's grandfather, Gus opened to speak in the basement that very month and some card tables. And when he had landed at Ellis Island, he went to Coney Island, Brooklyn, yep. saw the lights, saw the Ferris wheels, saw the hot dogs. So he started doing the hot dogs and Greeks put 
meat sauce on everything. Mm-hmm. So he created the Coney dog so gamblers didn't have to get up from the table. Hey. He's the Earl of fucking Sandwich of Detroit. Oh, yeah. And that is the truth. That's really cool. That is the truth. The rest is history. Yeah. That's and, really uh, cool. Yeah. And clean health report here, too. It's like pr- good maintenance, man. And clean bathrooms, too, Charlie. Say it again, Karen. Say they it are. again. The, the restrooms are clean. I, I mean, you can tell the, the, the level of excellence of a facility and somebody's home by using their restroom. <laughs> Seriously. Right? I mean, my dear old friend, Tony Bourdain, yeah. famously said, if that's what they're showing you, Right? In a, in a grimy joint. Imagine what they're not showing you. God, that's so true. And like when you walk in here and, and this is what you see, this is what you get. Yeah. I mean, we work hard. I've been in that basement here. It's very clean. Dude, I mean, the, Super the, clean. The, this structure this is, really clean. Scary. is 150 years old. I know. It looks really cool, but it's clean as it's hell. It's the only brick Man. stuff down here. When you come down here, it's brick. Yeah. It's 19th century. Yeah. You got to maintain it. But it's clean. It's very That's clean. It's very delicious. It's and no holes in the these floor dogs building. you cannot buy at the store. Yeah. This chili you cannot buy at the store. It's all made for here. Man, we're going all off. This is a show about the advertising. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Motherfuckers, your rate's getting raised. I realize how much we're getting ripped off here by these advertisers of ours. I'm just joking. <laughs> but the Super Bowl gets 100 million people, and a commercial is... Four four million dollars for a minute, yeah. uh-huh. so that's twenty five cents a person. If we've got on all platforms right now, hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait a minute. I don't know. You've already done too much math for my head today. No, the power. You, you're gonna like I'm this now with the power, man. All right. Without any further delay, uh, show me the silhouette, if you would, of the power, man. Paul, can you hear me? I'm here, Charlie. Um, let me ask you something, dude. So you're you're really involved in, in big energy, right? That's correct. Okay. What fucking happened last week? It rained for eight minutes and like almost a million people are without power. And 48 hours later, a half a million people that still don't have power. What's going on in Michigan? Well, we're feeling the lack of maintenance on uh, tree trimming and line replacement. So it's like I said, I mean, that doesn't. It's because it doesn't make money. Is that right? Is that why? Is that why we're not trimming it? Because we're our bills are like high. It doesn't make us money. Oh, oh, hold on. It doesn't make us money. For you guys without the headphones over, it doesn't make us money. That's why we don't trim the trees, and that's why we don't replace the lines in a timely fashion. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say, Paul? To a point. I mean, when the power's on, the cash register's running. So, yeah. you know. What do you mean? I, well, when the meter's turning, we can charge for that. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So we, we do want the meter turning. Of course you do, but, like, why, why aren't we investing in the basic maintenance? Because we're not forced to. Because we're not forced to. Motherfucker. And who would force us to? Great question. Whose responsibility to force us to, Paul? Yeah, Paul, who's, who's, who's rough riding? Who's got oversight? Who's supposed to make the utilities function as a first world entity? Well, that would be the, the Public Service Commission. Oh, you mean the ones that 
keep just raising the rates and don't demand anything out of these companies? That very, that very same commission? You said that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No. Boom. Okay, people, non-political, you heard it. It don't make money. We're getting fucking ripped off. Now, let me ask you this, Paulie, because, you know, you are nationwide. Correct. Are we ready for the electric future? Are we ready to shut down coal plants by 2030? Are we ready for GM and Ford to be all electric by 2030? Do we have in America the capacity to generate and deliver electricity? Absolutely not. Ooh. We're Absolutely. not even close. We're not even close to being ready for that. What do you mean? So tell us, tell us what is needed, and then tell us why we don't have it. Well, we need to be able to take care of the demand that we have now. And look what's happening in California. They're having rolling blackouts because it got a little warm out. And they're going to mandate that everybody drives an electric car, which is going to add to that demand. So what we have to do is beef up our infrastructure, electrical infrastructure, before we add the demand. So look, the price, why is the price of energy going up? Is it because we're generating less power? It's because of the way we're generating power, the way we're being forced to generate power. So the price of energy is going up because we're being forced to shut down coal plants and nuclear plants. So we have to come up with other ways to generate power, which are not as efficient or reliable as the way we have been generating power. So we, it's basically the, German, the Germany problem. It's going to be. Mm. So let, let's look at it. Let, let's, let's do a little deep dig in here. I think people might be interested, right? Right, Mark? Oh, Since I your am, power yeah. goes out all the fucking time. Yes. And this is like an epic. This is huge what they're doing, the human nature and the way we're going to behave and survive. Sure. Okay. So if this doesn't work, we got big problems. Let's take, uh, Paul, if you, I know a little something, enough to be dangerous. Monroe has a coal-fired plant. It's one of the cleanest in the world. It's one of the largest in the world, correct? That is correct. And that's they want to close that down by what, 2030? Well, that was what the federal government initially said, was they want to shut down by all coal plants, shut down by 2030. But that's like over 30% of our fucking power. That, that's right. So in eight years, you want to cut out the source of 30% of the power. What do we got to replace it, Paul, today, right now? What's the plan? I haven't seen the plan. You? I no. would really love to tell them, you know, how prominent you are. You're just going to have to trust me. And if you think it's bullshit, you go to Joe Rogan. I don't give a fuck. But we don't. <laughs> have the capacity we don't have any plan and anything in place to replace 30 percent of our power correct and that's just one of them that's being shut down yeah we just shut down uh the second to last nuclear generating facility on the west side of the state just just a couple months ago right that's correct hmm. so what they're telling you is we're going to increase demand 
And we're also going to shut down what power, what's currently powering 90% of the power we use. So the, the 10% that we're using now is going to increase to be able to take care of 100%, including the new percentage of power demand that we're getting with EVs. Man. So it, it is correct what I wrote that, you know, by 2050, we're going to have to double electricity generation. And yet you're telling me there's no master plan and you would be involved in such plans. There's no master plan to make that so. Nothing. So this is some bullshit hmm. election year, yeah. PR, crappy thought, not thought out. No, kicking the can down the road, make it someone else's problem, just elect me because we all want it, just like we all wanted the unicorn kitty. And like Paulie's saying, like we can't even, we can't manage our grid now. Yeah. In California, we can't even produce <laughs> enough power now. We're in, this is that, really serious. But that's what's funny. I, I appreciate the future stuff. I just don't want my power going out now when I pay for it. Why is that so hard, Paul? Why is it, is it just simply not enough trees being cut? It seems like it's more than that. Well, it's, it's also replacement of lines. You know, there's a lifespan on everything. So it's the replacement of, of lines, and it's also, you know, maintaining clearance so that when the wind blows, <laughs> it doesn't knock trees on top of power lines. But we're talk, kind of talking about two different issues here. Yeah, we, we don't okay. worry about it. We'll roll with it. Okay. You saying, Karen? But let, let me ask you this, Paul. I mean, these are people, you or your colleagues, or they're in the business of providing, managing power. It's a distribution strategy for growth and all those things. I, I mean, everything always seems to be reactionary. If, in fact, you know, isn't there some type of uh, forecasting or uh, projections that are taking place and saying, hey, you know, as, as these wires and the infrastructure starts to age, we have to do A, B, and C. Like, what are what are these people doing if they're not figuring out how to adjust to the changes and then making the necessary changes to be able to adapt to potential growth? Like, what is everybody doing? Well, Karen, they are doing it, but they just started doing it. So, you know, it's been delayed, I guess, if that's the best way for me to explain it to you. That is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking outrageous. So, I okay. mean, it is. That makes no sense. It's, okay, let, let, let's try this. I, I do want to do it. Sorry, guys. You know I'm a nerd, man. I'm a nerd. Yeah. But when I got a guy like this, I got to go there. Let me go back to Monroe. Did we want to close it down? Like, help uh, me, Paul. Like, how... They're almost at zero emissions at that thing. They put in like catalytic converters on these smokestacks. They almost got rid of like all the sulfur, all the carbon. It's, it's a pretty clean facility. How, how many houses or like how do you measure? Like what kind of output does that, that place just itself put out for the state of Michigan? Well, the Monroe power plant itself can power a fifth of the state, a fifth of the population. A fifth of the population. That's correct. Okay. Uh, one plant, and it's just one. Correct. There's many in the state. It powers one-fifth of the human beings in Michigan, and it's supposed to close if the government gets its way in eight years, and there's no way to replace the energy for those two million people? Well, they're telling you it's going to be wind and solar, but 
Wind and solar. It's going to be wind and solar. It's sunny 90 days out of the year in Michigan. So I know we're on a grid. We're on a whole circuit, right? It's everything on the Mississippi plus Manitoba and maybe Alberta or Saskatchewan. I'm not sure. But we all share power. That's correct. Okay, so like if it's, if it's blustery in the Great Plains, that energy will go on a, a, on a circuit and we can use it. But if it's not hot here and we're not using our air conditioners, we can share it. We, we can, can share it, but if it's, not be, if, it. if it's not being used on the whole circuit, you got to shut down the farm. Is that correct? For a, for a wind farm or a solar farm, you have to store it. But there's no capacity really to store it. Am I wrong there? No. Currently, there's not <laughs> adequate capacity. Wow. There's not adequate capacity when it actually is sunshiny in Michigan to store it. Wow. The batteries aren't big enough. They haven't invented them. <laughs> well, maybe that's the hope. They'll invent them in, uh, did magically. You, did yeah. you hear no, what I, I said? Yeah. Okay, whoa. Okay, so mm -hmm. how many, Paul? Uh, uh, look, I, I know you're like, you specialize in the Great Plains in California, and, and I know you're all over the place. But do you know how many windmills we have in michigan let's say right around 1500 in the entire state if you're counting the upper peninsula 1500 well. we got 1500 like you know I, I got a shack in the thumb i see those 1500 across michigan how much how many houses would though how many people however you want to measure it how how many how many people uh get power from those windmills if it's running at, if they're all running at full efficiency. All the time. Full all the time. Full efficiency all the time, which they're not, of course. It would power approximately 340,000. 340,000 customers. 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 So let me do my math. I, I gave it to you the beginning <laughs> of the show. 340 times 0. 0.9, which is 90% of customers are people. And each household has two and a half people. 800 and... 850,000 maybe? That sounds about right. Okay. Jesus, dude. No, you don't know how to do math. <laughs> Did somebody take out their calculator for me? Yeah, I got it. All right, do it right now. So it's 340,000. Uh, 340,000 times, times 2.45. 2. That's how many people in the household. Times 2.45. Times 0.9, which is 90% of 9. customers are households. About 750,000, 749,700. Okay. So you take all the windmills and they're going all the time, yeah, which they're not, <laughs> right? Yeah. This. And they're delivering one quarter, 30%, one third of the capacity of one Monroe. clean yeah. coal plant in Monroe. Wow. Is that right, Paul? Does that sound right to you? That's correct. What the fuck? So who's no. running this? Something, <laughs> this doesn't make well, sense. It's not that, but it's also holding their feet to the fire, right? Putin's running this. <laughs> That's who the fuck's running this. What a joke. Dude, no, it's not a joke. This is No, a, I know, but... Everybody get hip. so frustrating. I know this ain't the greatest rock and roll show to be driving up north and stuff, but, like, now you know. And you can double check it. Nobody's challenging. Paul, am I wrong? No, you think... It, Public information. Wow. Okay. Uh, hey, Paul. Um, what the fuck? Is Malik again? <laughs> oh, no. no, no it's, uh, stop it, Malik. <laughs> Next week, bro. 
other things to protest. Take it easy. But what do people? What should people do? I know you you said the the the, uh, the the commission is responsible for holding the utility companies holding them accountable. But what can consumers do? Because I think a lot of people feel helpless, like they're just left to the whims of the energy companies and whatever they decide to do, we just have to accept it. What what can or should we do? Well, I can tell you that there there has been an immense amount of pushback. And so they, the, this, the Public Service Commission is forcing the utility companies in this state to make improvements. Um, but, you know, I would say you could also contact the Service Commission. Um, you're going to be one of, you know, probably millions. Right, let me, I'm, I'm cutting this short. Fuck off. We're not, nothing. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. It's all performative <laughs> bullshit. Say it, Karen. The narrative. There's nothing. You sit in the dark, asshole. What can you do? Yeah. Buy a generator. Buy a generator. Yep. I got an idea. I, I know, right? I, I got one, one for my mom. Get a big one to power you. Hey, mom, how you doing? I'm okay, honey. I like candles. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My mom likes to think it's like she's living in, you know, like little house in the prairie. Little house on the prairie. Like, oh God. It just reminds me of my great grandmother. Do you every time the power goes on, my mom's telling me they used to cut flannel and wipe their hind ends with it and then they'd wash it by hand. But that's not now. Yeah, but she likes it. Uh-huh. So here's what you do. Here's what you do, Karen. You just like it. <laughs> you're gonna hey, like I- it. That's what you're gonna do, people. We 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 got we put in a we put in a generac. So as soon as it goes Ooh. out, two seconds later the power kicks back on, and that, I have a portable one. If anybody wants to buy it, the so that's that's, that's all packed. kicked that's all kicked into your house, right? Like you got one of those. Yep. Power goes down, generator goes on. Yeah. If yep. you don't if you don't mm-hmm. mind, you can ballpark me, right? I want to do your personal business. What does that cost? That's okay. What's that cost? Uh, about eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand. Wow. Okay. Uh. Oh, Maybe, I, you know, in this uh, Inflation Reduction Act, you can give me 7500 bucks to, to buy a generator, which, by the way, burns gas, which yeah. is a really bad way to make electricity, isn't that right, Paul? That's right. Karen, I have a question for you. Did you size it for your mandated full electric vehicle? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't oh, have an did you guys hear that? You don't got headphones. Well, your future, like, your you, future did you, did you mandated electric generator vehicle. for your new electric yeah, vehicle. Because you don't replace I, that I'll, shit every five years. I'm sorry, I'm talking to yeah, you. I don't, you I, don't, I don't want that. Look at Karen's face. She just went fuck. <laughs> just shit the bed. You go home and tell Tim, man, you dummy. Why did you think of this? <laughs> wow. Hey, Paul. Okay, Paul. Last question. Should we? To get an idea of what might happen in the future if we don't get our shit together, should we be looking at Europe this winter to see what what's happening? Absolutely. Is that going to give us a good idea of where we're headed? Sure. You could also watch California. They're coming wow. with their mandate. Hmm. They got. They got. A, they got. A, I used to live in California. Their grid's worse than ours, but but their grid doesn't go down because the wind blows. The, the, <laughs> right. That's correct. It goes down because they can't. They can't meet the demand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the infrastructure is not bad, but you know they're not mining the, the the high transmission lines. What are the you know the big ones in the country that you see on the highway that are on those those um like radio towers? Mm-hmm. How much electricity flows through there? 
230,000. 230,000 volts. volts. And then be, they get to a substation and they transmit that into what? They, they go from... At a, at a station, it goes down to about 40,000 volts. 40,000 volts. And then it goes into a substation and it would be transformed into, you know, in this area, it'd be either 4,800 or 13,200. So let's just say 5,000 for people, right? 4,800. So the the line on the on the telephone pole into that cylinder, that line going in the cylinder is 4,800 volts. Yeah, that's and, the low low end. Yeah. Okay, that's the low end, and then that cylinder transforms that transformer into 240 coming into my house. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then the box in my house splits it into 110. Well, it's two lines of 110 divided. Right. Okay. So, the last word here. I'm gonna. You, you can come. You all kiss my ass when you're telling the line workers to go faster. <laughs> this yeah. shit'll fry you. You don't gotta go fast, bro. We respect you. I appreciate that. I, I hope you know those guys, and you know you're very high up in this. Hit, but <laughs> if you're ever on the blocks with people, you let them know for us. Big respect. And I know they're working as fast as they should. The boots on the ground appreciate that, Charlie. Word them up, man. Did they wear rubber on the bottom of their boots? How do you not get electrocuted picking up a fucking 240 or 4,800 volt line? How, what do you do? Dielectric boots and dielectric gloves. Really? I mean, so you, really? You're just hoping the boots and the gloves work and you're going to grab that line. You don't have like a rubber no. pole with there's like a, a... Hot sticks and there's other t- tools that, you know, are used in that type of work. All right, well, y'all got our respect. Uh, thanks for giving us your time, man. It's r- really appreciated. Sure, Charlie. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Paul the power guy. Thank you. What's the sum total here, Mark and Karen? What did we just hear there? We're screwed. <laughs> that we're screwed. Yeah. And that <laughs> I don't this... think we're screwed. Well, the... Wait, hold on. Hey, uh, Paulie, get back on. I'm on, I'm on. <laughs> oh, there we go. Paulie, what's the solution? Like, my thought is this. We do actually got to pivot and make the move from fossil fuels. Do you believe that the interim, the immediate future, the, the midterm, we should be going hybrid? Absolutely. For now, we need, to, we need to rely on hybrids. And then once the infrastructure is there, um, is built, then we can switch to full electric. But... You know, right now, just saying we're going to do it by this date, um, there's going to be major problems. It's, it's fool- not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So what American car makers making a really good, really reliable hybrid vehicle? Anybody know? Because I don't know of one. Ford. What Ford has a hybrid. The Maverick they just came out with. They have, uh, I believe, the F-150 they're producing in a hybrid mode. Um, so they're... Those are the ones that I know of. So there you go, Karen. Um, there's something you can do. No, seriously, there's something mm-hmm. you can do. You mm-hmm. can, you can. Well, let's face it. I mean, our electricity comes from fossil fuels. I mean, except That's nuclear, it's, which it's, I think is a good solution. And if you actually listen it's, to nuclear, is great. Yeah. And, and if you're listening to you know like people on the left and environmentalists and stuff, like it gets a bad rap because no, I mean they're coming around. Yes. They're coming around here. Yep. yep. I'm gonna All get right. a scooter. 
Yeah, you and Red. I'm gonna get a donkey. <laughs> but you know how much? You know how much? What is it when you fart? What is that? Methane? Yeah, yeah. They they produce a lot, don't they? They sure do. Yeah. It's good for your garden. See, eco oh, wow. groovy. Look at you. All right. Hmm. All right. Thank Lay you, Paul. It, Paul. Go back to work. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Look at here. You know, here, here's the. We're gonna do the news roundup and get out of here. All right. All right. Here's the news roundup. Matt DiPerno, the Republican candidate for attorney general. Sorry, guys. You notice how if you support him, great. Look, if you support him, great. It's just me. Mm. Vote for who you want. We're brothers and sisters. You notice how he's not talking about the stolen election of 2020 anymore. Yeah. Notice that? That was his whole thing of getting there. And now that he's there, it ain't going to work. Yep. Because we in the room who are independents, you got to win us over, and we don't want to be trifling about no 2020. Exactly. We want to know what you do. And you got shit in front of the Attorney Grievance Commission. What happened? Did, did you bilk? Did you bilk clients? Are you going to get charged on the voting machine? Mm-hmm. Tampering. Scandal. Yeah, yeah, who yeah, knows? Uh-huh. I mean, but dude, how goofy. Guy called me up, and I'm not even going to tell you what we're talking about, but he couldn't even get it done on his own. And I'm not helping you. Ooh. And then you got Christine Caramo, the one running for Secretary of State. Yeah. Now her husband's like, yeah, man, she's trying to kill the kids and shit. Yeah. She doesn't even know how to, the, the, the uh, election system works. Which is. And then she's trying function. to plant some bullshit story about me yeah. threatening her at a parade when you came up there and you just, you faked it. Yeah. Fake fucking news. We all and saw then the Benson. Jocelyn Benson, the current Secretary of State, says, I'm worried about terrorists, terrorism, terrorism at the at the polling. <laughs> All right, well, what's your solution? Nothing. I just wanted to be at a press conference and say, I'm worried about terrorism. Yeah, freak people out. I'm going to clean up the fucking rolls. This is what we got. These are our choices. The Tudor Dixon, when she worked at the, you know, her daddy's steel foundry, we dug up uh, some some guys that got injured and... How do you dig up a guy that got injured, settled with him, signed a non-disclosure agreement, and yet the, the press found him? I'll tell you how the press found him. The private detectives working for the Democrats gave the press the dossier. Of course. Is the press going to do anything about Whitmer? What about the power? Not yet. Yeah. What about the nursing homes? What about the unemployment? What about the roads? There's so much to do. It's shit. Mm-hmm. Nice Ow. choices. Ow. Yeah. Yeah, now I got to get on Obamacare. <laughs> Another reason I work at Garbage. America, you want to know what a good company this is? Yeah. They have good insurance for any employee that wants to be in on it. Really? Yes. Hey. Fantastic place. Now, here's hired? the deal. Dana Nessel. Oh, boy. Oh, is anybody, <laughs> anybody in an election year going to point out what a bozo this woman is. <laughs> Larry Nasser, uh, uh, what's her name? Mary Lou Simon over there, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Lost uh, that Ashland case. State, yep. yep. Judge called that one a fraud. What has she done? You let the U.S. Yeah. gymnastics coach turn himself in, but he made a little do- detour, detour and blew his brains out on the freeway. Yeah. What? Line five, oops. Mm-hmm. Oh, you supported the governor? Squashing the Constitution and taking, you couldn't even, like, what? <laughs> she hasn't done anything. But the big one's Flint. Yeah. The big one is Flint, and I'm here to tell you, Flint, you shall get no justice 
The water got switched April 24, 2014. Write down September 6th, 2022. You shall get no justice. I'm just going to let this tape roll. This was filmed yesterday. This was the lead investigator before Nestle came in. Before Nestle was even nominated as the Democratic candidate for attorney general, she was telling people, I'm going to fire the investigators, get rid of everything, and start over. Well, she started over and fucked the whole thing up. Uh, this is not in there. I'm going to tell you this. A couple of the emergency managers were charged, right, mm -hmm. with a slew of things. They were cooperating. Really? They were going to start going up. These cases, these racketeering cases, this is mob shit. Yeah. They were cooperating. Then Nestle starts talking, and you know what they did? Zipped it up. I'm going to wait and see who wins this one here. Wow. Yeah. There'll be more on this, but I just want to give you Andy Arena. This is one of the most serious feds yeah. in America. Good one. Let's roll it. Andy Arena, welcome, brother. Thanks for having me, Charlie. Put that mic close to your face there, man. How's that? Good. Yeah, right. well, give me your titles real quick for the people that don't know who you are. Sure. I'm currently the uh, executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission. I teach law school at uh, Cooley, former head of the FBI here in the state of Michigan. Okay, and uh, you were also the special investigator in the Flintwater debacle. Yes, I was uh, for for a period the lead investigator uh, under then Attorney General Bill Schuette. Okay, so you're here because let history show the date September sixth, twenty twenty two. The Supreme Court refused to hear an appeal by Attorney General Dana Nessel in the Flintwater case. What is it they refused to hear? Well, there's been a number of issues. Obviously, the Supreme Court dealt recently with the one-man grand jury issue and said unconstitutional. A judge cannot be the judge, the jury, the executioner. You, yeah. can, you, you can investigate, but you can't charge. Exactly. Right. And so uh, kick, the, kick the charges, the pending charges. On everybody, uh, the, the, the governor. The, we're done. I'm done. We're done with, those. We're done with that. Um, but I think what was kind of lost in the shuffle, Charlie, was earlier the district court uh, up in Genesee County, it said, hey, look, you know, you got potentially uh, privileged information. You know, you're taking all this evidence in from all over the place. And you may have attorney-client privilege. You may have executive privilege. You're dealing with the governor's office. You got to put this stuff in a, in a kind of a special bowl. And you got to have to have what they call a taint team or, uh, you know, a separate team that's not affiliated with the case. Look at it, right? Determine, hey, is any of this stuff privileged? Did, did we subpoena and gather up stuff that we weren't supposed to look at? Exactly. That might, it's private communication between a client and the attorney. And if a the prosecutor's looking at it, and that leads you to discover a crime that you can't bring that into court. Exactly. Or, in some cases, the executive privilege, right? So you got the governor, you got the, the head executive of the state of Michigan dealing with his underlings, and some of that stuff might be privileged, too. So all of this stuff, you got to take a look at it, make sure that it's not privileged, that you can actually look at it, that you can use it in your investigation and your charging documents. Uh, and if you don't do that, it could potentially taint all of that information that's in that pot, right? Also, could in, it could taint the, the prosecutors, the investigators working the case. So what did the judge in Genesee County say that 
Nessa was challenging in the Supreme Court. So the, the district court judge said, look, you got to have a team. You got to put this stuff. You got to separate this stuff. You got to look at it. The attorney general's argument was, hey, it's going to be a lot of money and it's going to take a lot of time. You know, those are maybe good arguments and not good legal arguments. Right. right. The court doesn't care. Um, so they challenged it in the Michigan Court of Appeals. Court of Appeals said, no, you got to have a taint team. Uh, they appealed it to the, to the uh, Supreme Court of the state of Michigan, and they're not even going to hear it. They said, no, that's a that's that's a righteous decision. So this is basically the. The Supreme Court refuses to e even consider the case that the appellate courts decided, which is this. Hey, the case is done. Whatever evidence you have, whatever charges you came up with, that's out the window. Start completely over. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, so the first Supreme Court decision, right, on the one-man grand jury said you can't use it. You, you know, these these charges are no good. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm not really sure what the, uh, the 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 new Flint Water team's position was. I think reading between the lines, Charlie, I think they thought, okay, we'll take this evidence, we'll go back to the district court, and maybe file a criminal complaint. Yeah. But that same judge already said, hey, this evidence might be tainted. Like, I don't care who. Yeah charging these defendants the way you went about interpreting the evidence was illegal because we don't know potentially potentially, potentially. Yeah, to tainted everything so, so to start over yeah, basically and yeah. anybody in nestle's camp who worked on this case must recuse themselves they can't work on it now because they might be tainted in their mind as the things they might have illegally seen possibly see that's kind of the crux of this whole thing is you know so did that did that potentially privileged information taint all the other evidence and did it taint those investigators and prosecutors because you just said charlie they saw it right you can't burn that out of your memory um and so there's really, no way to prove that you didn't you can that you didn't see it there's no way to prove it yeah i had the documents i never read it yeah. that's not an argument it's, it's your legal concept the fruit of the poisonous tree right you eat that fruit it po you know, that fruit poisons all the other fruit on that tree. I see. Potentially. So, you know, um, it, it, the, it, potentially here what you could have is basically starting all over again. That's what you like, – like, look, let's not bore the audience. Yeah. They want to – it's done. Yeah. All intent and purposes, it's done because, number one, you got to start over. That's going to take a couple of years. People's memories have faded. Then you're bumping into statute of limitations. We're, let's, let me give the date. I believe – the Flint water was switched over on April 24, 2014. The Supreme Court refused to hear Nestle's motion September 6, 2022. It's eight and a half years. Even statute of limitation on murder is what, 10? Well, it, it, that's that's probably the biggest issue you got, Charlie, is the statute of limitation, right? And you know, you, you went you just mentioned, you know, memories fade. Yeah, you know, that's all that's all true. But you know, they're re, you're really up against the bumper here, right? Uh, it's going to be really, really difficult to go out, gather that information, potentially having to bring a whole new team in to, to, to investigate. Uh, it's going to be really difficult. It's over, right? I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's, you know, it's going to be really difficult. And I say, my, you know, Andy, who, who loses the people? Andy, we got a lot of people uh, listen to this program in Flint. I mean, a lot. Like, you know, a lot of people just gave up on them and dropped it. We never did. As you know, you've been on the program many times. I think they're looking for it's it's over now. They're looking for an honest appraisal of what's happened. 
And now that it's done, I think you can say it, the case is is done. People of Flint have gotten screwed over and over and over. This is just probably the last time. It's the last time. That's the headline here. This is it's it's no more. Since it's over, and remember, you were the you're the head of the FBI. You were the head of the FBI in in New York. You were the head of the FBI in in uh, Ohio. You took down trafficking the crew. I mean, you got a you got a long history of this. How fucked up was the way that Nestle handled this? And it's not anything personal with me. It's public policy. Yeah. How bad was this? Well, you know, I think it's a lack of experience in dealing with these types of cases, Charlie. You just kind of went through my my background. You know, these are cases that we deal with. No offense to anybody involved in this. State and local prosecutors don't usually deal with these these intricate types, complex types of investigations, right? So, to me, it's one on one. It's law. It's it's federal law one on one, man. If you got potentially. Um, um, tricky information there evidence coming in that, that that might be privileged you're better off Aaron, on the side of hey let's let's segregate this stuff and make sure right so you're seeing what's going on down with the mar-a-lago search right with trump that's exactly so you see what the department of justice and the fbi did with that special right? master yeah so what they did was they took the evidence they said okay we're going to put it here we're going to have a taint team look at it right now the judges said that's not enough it's a you know this is an extraordinary case so we're going to have a special master come in and look at it but but the bottom line is, Charlie, that's what they're looking at. You're having a what we call a taint team look to make sure this stuff is not privileged and it doesn't taint any of the other evidence. Now, let's go even in the Mar-a-Lago case. So for one for Charlie, from from day one, that's how it should have been handled in the Mar-a-Lago. That's how you guys handled it. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and here comes old candidate Nestle calling you guys political stooges and milking the system for money and you're Republicans and you're not really getting anywhere. And. Before she's even the nominee, she's talking about firing you, starting over, and that she could do a better job. Well, I think we have our answer now because nobody spent a day in jail, have they? No, and I don't think anybody will. I mean, justice, the people of the, Flint, the city of Flint, they're not getting justice. No, that, that, that's on the criminal side. On that, the criminal side. That's just for people dying from yeah. legion, legionnaires. Lead poisoning. And you were going, your part of it was the financial crimes. I mean, you, you had a racketeering case going, didn't you? Yeah, that's what we were looking at, Charlie. I mean, I think there was some issues, some, what we, we felt to be security fraud issues, uh, some potential corruption issues up there to pay to play, you know, stuff that people here in Detroit are very familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. You know, that's kind of what we were looking at. How close were you? Um, you know, I think we were probably within six months. Of, Fuck. Wow, Mark. Six months. Yeah. Well, she chose to delay it. So she chose to throw it all over. You would have you would have brought your schematic and what you found and charges. Six months. You were let go. What uh, two months into her term? Yeah, give or take. Okay. Yeah. So that means by probably summer, late summer of two thousand nineteen. And we're not in the late summer of 2022 with no justice. And all of these fucking creeps, bro. Oh, you know, the people that put it together. You, I'm not going to name names. It's over now. But I think we know. They all walking around. They failed upward. Some of them. They did. And this was it. For some of these guys, Charlie, it wasn't their first rodeo, right? They've been around. They've done this before. They'll do it again. Some of them have actually been FBI informants. Nope. 
on other they'll, cases. They'll, they'll do it again. See, that's, um, that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart. But let's see, uh, you know, on behalf of Flint, because I know your reputation in Flint uh, from the people, you know, we want to thank you for at least the professional, very good hard work you did. Sad that it ends up this way. And that, well, last thing, I do, I do find it amazing that we're in an election year. And this isn't even being brought up. Detroit News, to the credit, has a story. And nobody. This is germane as to what your attorney general is capable of, of doing. Can you hold the office? I mean, are you going to politicize it? And unfortunately, on the other side, you got another dope. So we got two dopes. And I'm wondering, you know, who in the Communist Party is running for attorney general? Because I'm giving them a second look. I, you know, Charlie, I don't know that anybody cares anymore. Right. You know, you know, Vice did a, a piece on it. You followed it. it. It doesn't seem to get any traction. Right. Nobody really cares. But it was it was the story for like, I mean, globally for at least a month. It was a flavor of the month for a long time. And then, you know, a prettier girl came along and they, you know, they go off and follow that. And it's and that's a shame. And that's the system, you know, like drag your feet. Like I can see in Detroit with some things going on that I've been involved with. You drag your feet. Statue of limitations is done. People get bored. Maybe some governmental entity comes in and slaps you with a fine and, and off we go to have a stake in Bordeaux. Yeah, we have, you know, we have the attention span of a five-year-old, right? Yeah. Something else grabs my attention, I'm off. Fight the power, right? Right? Say it, say it FBI. Say it, G-Man. Fight the power. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it, G-Man. Go ahead. I mean, you know, in the right way. I've always done it, Charlie. In my what? own way. What, what, what is it you've done? In my own way. What do you mean? What? What is it you've done? Make sure the truth gets out there, right? You mean fight the power? Fight the power. <laughs> come on, give me, come on, give me, can you give me a little? Words can't come out. Give me a little fight the power. It can't come fight out. The it's it's too loaded, is it? <laughs> thank you, Andy. Uh, thank you, Andy. As always, yeah, my man. It's a good yeah. piece, Charlie. Well, Karen, it's sad to me. Uh, um, I mean, I, I, that's I don't crazy. I, I guess I'm. A, for, for me, and believe me, you know, I got loved ones in Flint. Just for me personally, I'm sorry, Flint, to do it this way, but I, I don't think I ever tried harder. I, it, I'm not the kind of guy that's got a boxes of documents in his basement, but this one I did. And uh, I, I don't know what to say, Karen. You know, the, the, the reason I like partnering with you is That's is um the, the sweep that you have that uh, you know you're you're of the people and that you love them and and then you're able to lift yourself and then you give back and giving yourself the public and and you ask Paul what do we do and um, what do we do. I don't know, Charlie. I, I really wish, you know, I, I can I can only guess that when we start to realize that our true power is only true and effective when it's collective and that we start to exert that power, that social, political, economic leverage that we do have, but only if we use it together. Because otherwise, all we're doing is just jumping from thing to thing. Just like Andy said, you know, whatever the flavor of the month is, we're being dragged I mean, and the people in Flint deserved better. 
I mean, that to me was a slap in the face for anybody that has ever stood for any degree of justice, just from a humanitarian standpoint. That's unacceptable. All of this is unacceptable. And why do we keep accepting it? I don't know. This is a mass crime. That was, yeah. that was, that was gangster shit. And they all are walking around. And we yep, can't like we, they did nothing wrong. We can't figure out how to like each other. We don't have to like each other. Why can we just get together a little bit? It's, it's common. But Charlie, interest. it's about respect. I mean, it's about respect, and it's about respect for other humans. Just as, a, as from from a, like I said, from a humanitarian standpoint, you don't have to like people. You don't have to look like them. You don't have to live like them. You don't have to love like they do. But God bless it. At some point, you know, just I, I, I don't I don't get it. I really just don't get it. And I just don't get that. We think that it's OK enough to just, you know, we accept it and we keep going and we complain about it and we allow ourselves to not be uh, told what's really going on. We don't demand better. We reelect the same people who have proven themselves to be ineffective and unconcerned with our best interest and. We just turn the page and keep going. Well, then, for anybody who gives a shit, just keep trying. I'm going to go home now. Mm -hmm.